Hello again and welcome back to the Luna Pixie podcast. We're on episode two now. Yay. I I was going to wait a little bit longer before doing another episode, but I I have a very busy schedule ahead over the next week. This is going to be my last chance to record before the new moon which is actually the reason I wanted to do this episode. I figured we have a new moon coming this weekend. It's a good time before it before it comes to maybe educate a little bit on what that means, maybe share a couple of rituals. And so I've I've always loved the moon. I have always had big big love for the moon. I've always been very much a, oh my god, look at the moon kind of person. Like, I just think it's beautiful. I've always had that kind of connection to it. And obviously, I say obviously, m- not everybody will know this. Maybe beginner witches or people who aren't even witches might not know this. But the moon represents the goddess. And the goddess, like the moon, has... Sorry if you can hear me moving my paper around. Um... The moon, like the goddess, has three phases. So obviously we have the triple goddess and she comes in the form of the maiden, the mother and the crone. And that is three three phases, just like the moon phases. So we have the maiden, the waxing moon, the mother, the full moon and the crone, the waning moon. And then we have the new moon, which to me is the crone being reborn into the maiden and I I do want to say I don't typically work with deities it's not something that I practice very often I do have quite a strong connection to the goddess in my opinion I will ask her for guidance I follow the moon cycles I base a lot of my my rituals and my spells on what phase the moon is in. There are certain things that I won't do unless it's a full moon, certain things I won't do unless it's a new moon, but typically I I don't really work with deities. And I do want to say to some of the the newer witches out there, some of the beginner witches, that if you don't work with deities, that is fine. You don't need to pressure yourself to do that. You may hear other witches talking about, you know, working with different gods and goddesses. Not all witches do. Like I said myself, I typically don't. But you will find that there are witches who do. And you will find that you may feel like you need to. You don't need to. It's not a necessity in in my opinion anyway. I feel like if you do want to work with them, by all means do so. But I would say do your research first. Don't rush into it. Don't just pick a name from the hat and be like, okay, you're the one. Let's go. Do your research first. You know, they all have different histories, different stories, different, you know, different strengths and things like that. Different things that they would typically help you with, different things that you would work with them for. So do your research, just make sure if you are going to work with one or you're going to call out to any deities 
just make sure you know who you are calling out to. On the flip side, you might feel like they are calling out to you. And to get into just just a little, I don't want to talk too much into this. I could do a whole episode about this at some point, but right now I'll get just a little bit into it. Um, if you feel like you are being called out to, you might feel like you are receiving signs. And signs signs can come in any form. Realistically, they can come in any form. So it could be something very in your face. It could be, you know, I've I've spoken to people before about this and, you know, some someone I spoke to before said that they knew that someone was calling out to them because they looked up in the sky and they saw a shape in the clouds that represented that god or goddess. And that's, to me, that's very in your face. That's very much like, oh, look at me. I'm giving you a sign. Please work with me. Um, but sometimes they can be a lot more subtle then that it's not necessarily that you're going to see something and know straight away that that is a sign for me i i i like to just double check these things sometimes i get like a little little inkling that oh i think i think this is a sign sometimes you will know for sure i like to think i've got very high intuition and i do like to think that when i know i know but you can't, you're not always going to be 100% sure. So you can, you know, you can wait and see if you receive a few more signs, you know, just, I, sometimes I'll go by a rule of three. If I see something and I'm not 100% sure, I'll be like, okay, if it happens three times, then I will know. But you can also use uh, divination, So you can pull some cards, you know, you can get answers from cards. If you read deep enough into like tarot reading, for example, um, certain cards will represent certain deities and you can pull cards to ask for answers. You can do yourself a, a pendulum reading even where you can just ask yes or no. Is this, is this God reaching out to me? Is this goddess reaching out to me? And it can say yes or no. You might get maybe, in which case, I don't know what to tell you. Try again. Um, but yeah, those are a couple of things you can do. You could even outright just ask. Just ask. It's fine. Like you can I don't I don't really I don't really know how to how to explain this, but you can either you can go to your altar and you can ask for another sign. If you feel like you've just seen a sign, if you've seen something and you think it's a sign, you can just literally just say out loud if if you're alone and you want to do it or you want to wait until you're alone or you don't even care if you're with people. Just say, is this a sign? If this is a sign, show me. Give me another sign. Just there are so many ways you can confirm it if you are not sure. So for me, I... Like I said, I have a strong connection to the moon, a strong connection to the goddess. I will ask her for guidance, follow the moon cycle and all of that kind of thing. But if I feel like I'm receiving a sign from the goddess, typically, um, if I'm sure it's a sign, but I'm not sure what it's for, what it's trying to tell me, I'll pull some cards. I will ask my cards, what is the goddess trying to tell me? And I'll pull some cards 
And that's kind of how I get my answer. But like I said, just don't pressure yourself to work with deities if you're not sure about it, if you're not if you're not comfortable with it even. Some people aren't comfortable with that. They don't want to work with deities. But if you're not 100% sure, there are ways to check. But I would say just don't rush into it until you are sure. But anyway, went off on a little little bit of a tangent there. Um, going back to my original point, we have a new moon this weekend, yay! And to me, that is very exciting. I, I've already mentioned a couple times now that I follow the moon cycles. There are certain rituals that I will do for certain phases of the moon. And for me, a new moon is a big one. It is a big one. It's a very calming energy on a new moon, in my opinion, because, you know, the moon isn't isn't visible in the sky at this point. That's something I'll get into in just a moment. But, you know, it's not, you don't really feel quite as much energy, or at least I don't personally. It might be different for other people. I don't know. But for me personally, it's very, very calming, very nice. And I will go into more detail for that in just a moment if you just bear with me one second and just sort me sort my little notes out here so yeah just to just to get into a little bit of um kind of like education here almost so the new moon is the it's the first of the lunar phases hence the word new some people call it a dark moon simply because the moon is not visible to the naked eye. It's not visible in the sky during a new moon unless it's a solar eclipse and that, that's something I can get into a different time. But at this point in the moon cycle, the moon is between the earth and the sun. So where usually you would have obviously the sun reflecting onto the moon from wherever it is and that's where you see the moon itself in the sky it's that reflection of the sun because at this point in the fa- in the cycle the moon is between the earth and the sun where the sun is shining onto the moon we don't see that it's the shadow side of the moon that is facing the earth so we can't see in the sky at this point and that's hence why it's also called the dark moon and I do want to add some witches don't do magic at this time some witches see this as you know some kind of bad omen some simply don't do it because while the moon is not visible in the sky they can't draw on the moon's power and this this is especially for witches who who kind of, you know, rely on the moon for that kind of thing, which is who de- who work with the goddess especially. <clears throat> for me, personally, this is an especially magical time. Like I said, it's very calming, but there is still a lot of magic in the air, in my, well, for me, anyway. And the new moon, because it's, like I said, it's new, Um, Because it's the first in the lunar cycle, it is a representation of new beginnings and fresh starts because it's 
it's new, it's just starting the lunar cycle, it's a perfect time for manifesting and setting intentions for the lunar cycle. So this could be in the form of finding employment, finding a new job, um, finding love, manifesting love, manifesting money, heightening fertility, you know, whether that's for you, you know, if you're trying, trying for a baby or if you're, you know, you want, you want plants to grow or something like that. I don't, I don't know, but it's, it's a perfect time for anything that involves growth because it's all about growth. The moon is growing from this point. So the moon from the new moon, I keep saying the word moon. I'm so sorry. I'm going, I'm going to do that a lot during this episode. And it's one of those words where if you say it over and over and over again, it starts to sound weird. And the more I say it, the more strange it sounds to me. So I am sorry if my overuse of the word moon um, is is annoying. I am very sorry about that. I'm, I'm irritating myself just a little bit. But yeah. Um, so yeah, it's all about growth because from this point, the moon is growing. It's going from a new moon to um, a waxing moon and growing towards the full moon. So it's all about growth. As the moon grows, our power grows with it. And so going from there, I would like to share a couple of little things that you can do for the new moon, a couple of just rituals or spells that you can do during the new moon. And I'll start with very simply um, making an offering to the goddess and that's obviously for those who who are into making offerings and things like that. Some witches I have learned don't really do things like that because they don't really work with deities so they don't leave offerings or feel any kind of need to do that but for me I like to make an offering. I like to leave a little gift every now and then. So I would typically light a white or silver candle, preferably silver because that does represent the goddess. I would leave an offering and when leaving an offering, it can be it can be a few things. I mean, realistically, it can be anything. It could be like meal, um, flowers, it could be a drink, a cup of tea or something, um, found objects like fallen petals or leaves or just something pretty that you found somewhere. Um, so for, for example, a, a bit of a funny but cute story. I have, um, I have four, 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 four nieces and a nephew and another one on the way. Got a new baby coming to the family. But, um, one of my nieces, uh, I call her Moo Bear. Um, Moo for short. She, she's at my house like every weekend. Her and my sister, come and stay with me every weekend and they were here on New Year's Eve and I wanted to do just just a small ritual for New Year's Eve. I I did a little cleanse of the house to remove any of that 2022 energy. We're going into 2023 now. I want it to be fresh. I want it to be nice and I mentioned this and I got my niece a little bit involved. I don't necessarily like to get kids too involved. It's like kids that aren't my own anyway. I don't, I don't have children of my own. I have all my nieces and nephews, love them to pieces. Um, but to me, when I talk about these things in front of them, it's not because I'm trying to 
convert them or force them into my way of life or anything like that. It is simply me allowing them to get to know me a little better. So for my nieces and nephews, I feel like I want them I want them to feel like they know a lot about me because I feel like that kind of gives them you know that knowledge that they can trust me. I share my my things with them. They can always share with me. It's it's very important to me that my nieces and nephews get to know me, especially from a very young age. I always want them to know that Auntie J is here. She is here and she loves them and they can come to me with anything from from small things to big things. They can always come to me. So I like to share a little bit of what I'm doing. And I told Moo about um the ritual I was doing for New Year's Eve. And she's only five years old. So I had to put it into easier terms of that. So I didn't say to her, I'm going to do a ritual where I leave an offering for the god and the goddess so that I can manifest this and that and whatever. No, because I don't think like she she would have no idea what manifest means. I feel like the terms god and goddess would confuse her and bring up a lot more questions. Um, So I just said, I'm going to leave a gift to the sun and the moon and I'm going to ask them for a happy new year in return. And she she took to that idea. She seemed to to really like that idea, which I was, I was kind of happy about. I was like, oh, that's that's cute. Um, so I told her I was going to be doing that not too long before midnight. Um, we let her stay up till midnight for New Year's, and I not long after I mentioned this, I gave her some chocolate cake. We had some chocolate cake, and I left her in the living room with her chocolate cake. I went into the kitchen, and usually, like when I when I say this kid is a chocoholic. She loves chocolate. All she ever, the first thing in the morning, I want chocolate for breakfast, I want chocolate for lunch, I want chocolate for dinner, I want chocolate all the time. And I mean, relatable for a start. I get it, Moo. I get it. But yeah, she she loves chocolate. She's she never leaves chocolate untouched. If if she ever says she doesn't want chocolate, there's a problem. So I gave her her chocolate cake and Usually she would have scoffed a lot. She she would have eaten that in about five seconds flat. But she she called me from the kitchen. She called me, yeah, I was in the kitchen. She called me and she said, Jade, I'm finished. And I've gone into the living room and there's still like like half a plate of kind of kind of smushed up chocolate cake where she I think she had considered finishing it. I think I think it really hurt her to not finish it. But she said to me that she had finished and obviously I thought I thought it was a bit strange so I was like are you are you okay you haven't finished it what's going on and she said she had saved the rest to leave as a present for the sun and the moon which I just thought was so cute I just thought it was so so sweet that she wanted to do that she wanted to be involved it must have it must have really hurt her to not finish that chocolate cake. It was kind of a big deal that she saved the last of her chocolate cake to give to the sun and the moon. I just thought it was adorable. So that ended up being the offering that I left to the god and the goddess in exchange for a happy new year. So we took it upstairs. I put it on my altar. She she's seen she's seen my altar. She doesn't really know 
what it is. All she knows is not to not to touch it, not to really touch anything in my altar room. She, I know she sneaks in there every now and then. She thinks that I don't know, but I know. I can I can practically smell it when she's been in there. I always know when she's been sneaking around in there. But I think it's just curiosity more than anything, especially since I've got my ancestor altar in there. I've got pictures of um her nanny Kathy and you know she's she's said to me a few times that she really misses her so I think she likes to go in there and just look at the pictures and have a little look around and I think it's just curiosity more than anything but we went into my altar room and we put the chocolate cake in the middle of my altar and we asked the sun and the moon for a happy new year and I just thought it was really sweet that she wanted to do that but that is an example of an offering you can leave. You can do that for the new moon too. Um, ask for whatever it is you want to manifest. And a another ritual, and this is one that my nan taught me. Now I, this is a ritual I've been doing every new moon for a long, long time, just purely because my nan taught me. And I've been doing this since long before I was doing any other spells or rituals. This was like the first ever ritual I did. And my nan's original use for this was, um, it was a money spell. However, once, once I've kind of gone through what it is, I'll explain more how it can be applied to other things. So it's very, very simple. I do want to just share simple spells because I I am very understanding that there are certain things that are hard to come by. I don't want to give a huge list of all these herbs and crystals and things that you have to go out and buy because here in England we have a cost of living crisis right now which is fantastic. We love that. Um, So I know that not all of these things are easy to come by. I know it's not affordable for a lot of people. So I'm trying to keep these simple and keep them to things that you would typically have or be able to find quite easily anyway. So for this ritual, all you need is a white flower. And I mean like a real flower, one that, you know, pick it from the garden. If you are going to pick flowers from the garden for I mean, you don't you don't have to, but you kind of do. I feel like if you're picking flowers or anything like that or taking anything from nature, ask permission first. Obviously, you're not necessarily going to get a yes or no straight away, but just ask permission first. It's the polite thing to do. Take your flower and say thank you because I just, you know, it's a polite thing to do. You're taking from nature and I just feel like just be nice about it. Um... But yeah, so you want a white flower, a real white flower, um, a glass with some water and a coin and um, a windowsill. And that's all you need. And all you need to do is take your white flower, put it in the glass with the water, put a coin under the glass and put it onto a windowsill where the moon would typically hit overnight, which for me is my back bedroom, it's the back of my house. So any windowsill at the back of my house is fine. And all you want to do is just put that there and just say as you do, as the moon grows, may my money grow with it, so mote it be. And that's it. And then you just leave the flower there for for as long as you need to. I, I leave it there until the flower is dead and I'm I'm talking like 
dead dead. I like to leave it there for as long as possible. And you don't want to you don't want to change the water, you don't want to touch it or anything once you've done that. Once it's there, just leave it there. And as as I previously said, this doesn't have to be a money spell. This can be um for a few things actually if you're trying to attract love use a rose petal use like a piece of lavender for peace maybe put a seed under there for fertility cinnamon for health there are as long as it fits under the glass it's fine just whatever resonates with you for whatever it is you're trying to manifest that's that's what you want to put under there and obviously then change the words so as the money grows um may my love grow with it or you know may my peace grow with it or fertility or whatever it is that you're doing that's you like i said you can just switch it up to what you want these aren't step by step instructions of what you have to do if you feel like you want to switch it up a little bit if you don't want to use a white flower for example if you're doing like a love spell, use a red flower, use a pink flower, use whatever you think resonates with you personally. And another another one that I like is um the acorn wish bag, which I think is just it's it's just cute more than anything. I just quite like it. I just think it's a cute little thing to do. And you want to all you need for this one is a drawstring bag some acorns and a pen and paper. Nice and simple. And all you need to do is write your wishes on the paper. Now, I do want to say I I would start thinking about the wishes a couple of days before the new moon, ideally. You really want to think about what it is you're trying to manifest. You can You can be very specific with what you're asking for. I prefer to be a bit more vague. And that's just me. That's just me. That doesn't have to be everyone. That's just how I work because I I've always had this thing where I don't I don't like asking for things. So even when I'm manifesting and I'm doing these spells, I feel a bit cheeky even for asking. And that that's just the way I am. I always feel a bit a bit rude when I ask for things. Even if it's something of mine that I've like borrowed to someone, I feel a bit rude asking for it back. And it's something that I've been I've been trying to work on for a long time. So I like to keep it kind of vague when I'm doing something like this. So instead of saying like I want X amount of money by Friday, that's I I wouldn't really want to put that because it's a bit too specific for my liking. And I kind of feel like I'm extorting the universe a little bit um but I would simply put I I wish for money I wish for more income I wish for abundance I wish for prosperity or something something along those lines I like to keep it vague but it's up to you and then all all you need to do is then put your wishes that you've written on your piece of paper and you want to do this on the new moon by the way I forgot to add that you want to do this on the new moon think about it a couple of days before get all your bits and pieces together do whatever you need to and then when the new moon comes take your wishes put them in the drawstring bag with the acorns pull the bag tie it up and then simply just keep it with you 
just keep it with you until until you feel like your wishes come true. When you feel like you've got what you wanted, then dispose of the bag. And it's that simple. It is that simple. And I do want to say when disposing of the bag, for for me personally, I um I want to bury things when I'm done with them. I like to I like to either bury them or burn them. And I want you to keep in mind when burying things, try not to in fact I'm not even gonna say try not to. Do not bury things that are going to be bad for the environment. So if you use a plastic bag, don't bury that. Don't do it. Um because that is it's harmful for the environment and I just don't believe that when you're asking the universe, when you're asking the earth for these things, when you get them, I don't believe that you should kind of throw it back in their face by being like, I, I'm just going to bury this plastic and fuck you over a little bit. Um, Yeah, but sorry, sorry. I said I, said I was going to watch my language. And so far, I've been good. I've been very good so far. So go me. But yeah, so um, please don't bury anything that's going to be harmful for the environment if you choose to burn things just be safe about it don't don't just throw it in your garden and light it up with some oil and a match or something that's very dangerous very silly thing to do don't do that um if you've got like a log burner or something and it's something that is safe to burn burn it um but however you feel is necessary to um dispose of these things I just I do a little bit of research first I know I say this all the time do research do research (laughs) but please please do your research ask for advice from others and just make sure that what you're doing is safe and environmentally friendly those are the main things for me so now now that I've shared those with you um, I would love to hear what rituals and spells you guys like to do on a new moon. Um, if you do have any other little things, if you do try one of the spells or rituals that I have done, please let me know. I would love to hear from you guys. You know, it's um, lunapixie2306 on Instagram, or you can email me, lunapixie2306 at gmail.com. Um, I'm I'm quite easy to get hold of. Now, having said that, to anybody who knows me in person and knows how terrible I am at replying, don't say a word. When it comes to things like this, I will reply as quick as I can. I promise. I know I'm going to get some salty backlash from a few people for saying that. Like, I'll get back to everyone quickly. I will try and get back to everyone quickly. Is that better? Yes. Okay. So moving on now, I'm going to do a little, little card pull for the episode. I was going to include the question at the end of the episode, but I feel like I kind of already have. So the question for the end of the episode was basically going to be share your new moon intentions, your rituals, your spells, but I've already asked you to do that. So we're just going to move straight on to the card pull. And we are back again to pull a card. So today I'm going to pull from my Oracle of the Seven Energies deck. And I absolutely 
love this oracle deck. It is by Colette Baron Reed, illustrated by and um, I'm so sorry if I mispronounce this. Jenna Della what? Della Grotel Della Grotaglia. Della Grotaglia, I think. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry if I mispronounced that, but I tried. I really tried. It's a long word and I'm not good at those. But that's the deck that I'm going to pull from today. And for anyone who does follow me on Instagram, you have probably seen where I've posted pictures of this deck before. People who have seen me in person have seen me read from this deck a few times because I absolutely love it. I love the energy that comes from this deck. I love the the pictures on this deck. They're just absolutely beautiful. And the writing and the messages for each card is just absolutely gorgeous. I love it. Everything about this deck is just absolutely fantastic to me. So I'm going to pull from this deck today. Um, you might hear shuffling. You're always going to hear shuffling when I do this. I'm very, very sorry. So, so sorry. Um, let's see what we get. All right. So we have got uh wishing upon a star well, that feels relevant doesn't it and the picture on the front of this is um it's a little girl and she's holding a star close to her chest she's got her eyes closed and it's all sparkly and all pretty and it just it is like she is literally wishing upon a star and i just think that's beautiful so let's have a look what the guidebook says about this card dun, dun, dun with me uh -huh. so i'm gonna read i'm gonna read the whole segment for you so wish upon a star do you believe your dreams can become real or do you shrug them off and chide yourself for being unrealistic i don't know what chide means but yeah what if you could trust that the world around you holds promise you have not yet realized Perhaps the point all along is not how something can happen, but the power of wishing and intending. Oh, it's so relevant. We, ha we humans have multiple ways to ritualise owning a dream we want to see manifest in physical form. Think of a wishing well. You infuse a coin with your intention, tuning in to the feeling of having a particular experience. Tossing the coin into the well symbolises the act of letting the how go. Walking away and allowing the universe to do its part in the co-creative partnership. Another method is to wish upon a star. In doing so, you also look back to our origins, for we are made of stardust. Oh, oh, oh that's so nice. We are made of stardust. I love that. Um, today, allow yourself to dream and play with dif different realities. Even if it seems impossible, if it calls to you and feels good, why not choose it? Wish upon a star, then live as if your wish were already true. Know that those beautiful dreams you have been nurturing are in the process of becoming real. Don't forget that the act of wishing, dreaming and intending is more important than figuring out the how. It shows the universe you're serious about playing the game of life and you trust the essence of the partnership. Remember, every dream you believe in and hope for is a call to a twinkling star. The answer will come, sometimes swiftly, sometimes slowly. No wish is ever wasted. And I love that. And I really, I really love that card. I've never pulled that card in any of my readings before yet. And I do get, 
I do get very excited when I pull a card that I've never pulled before. And that does feel, it does feel like a nice, a nice way to end the episode, to be honest. Wish upon a star. And I know that the moon is not technically a star. But I do like that because the moon isn't visible during this, uh, during this phase, because, you know, it's a new moon, the moon is not visible in the sky, only the stars are visible. So wish upon a star, manifest what you want to manifest, follow your dreams, you do you. And that is how I'm going to end today's episode. Hopefully I won't jump the gun and do another episode within like two days like I have this time. I mean, if you like that, if you dig it, great, good. That makes me very happy. But um, I will I will try and be strict with myself and keep it to once a week now. Um, so yeah, like I said, just let me, let me know how your rituals are going. Share your rituals with me, LunaPixie2306, wherever you are. Drop me a message and I'll be sure to try and get back to you as soon as possible. I hope you all have a lovely weekend and have a lovely new moon, even though it's only Wednesday, but still. And I will speak to you all again next week. Bye.